out of the way for the goal. Move out of the way for the goal. Oh, big knee! The greatest of all time. Here we go, the epic trilogy fight. For the first time ever, Demetrius Johnson defends the One Flyweight World Championship in the USA. Greatest of all time, I'm an animal. No one gonna bite, that's why they call me go. One Fight Night 10, Johnson versus Marias 3 on Prime Video. And now, Brandon Sixboy Shaw. What's up, fam? Monday, April 24th. What is poppin'? How's everybody doing? Everyone's good, great, grand, wonderful. Um, busy, busy weekend of fights in the fight game from the biggest boxing fight of the year. Hopefully it's not the biggest. Hopefully we get another big announcement. Maybe with our boy Francis, a little wilder action. But either way, huge fight between Javante Davis, Ryan Garcia. And then you had our boy Curtis Blades ended up on the short end of the Russian stick against Sergey Pavlovich, which was a tough night in the office for Curtis Blades. It's heart heartbreaking for him. Um, <clears throat> you also got Tucker Carlson left Fox, and you got Don <laughs> Lemon left. So the world is going mad. The world is going mad. Did you know that, Jen? No. My brother just texted me. He's like, I don't know what's going on. Don Lemon just got fired at uh, CNN. CNN. That was kind of coming, though. Yeah, he's yeah. made a few mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. I, I can't believe it lasted that long. And then Tucker Carlson, I decided, guessed, he decided to part ways with Fox. That's dope, though. He do his own thing. That's why he's going yeah. to on his own yeah. thing. They should do a first take kind of Tucker Carlson, Don Lemon, first take type <laughs> of vibe. No one get a word out. They just argue the whole That'd time. Be fun to watch, That'd be though. lit though. Like yeah. breaking points, mm -hmm. you know. You have the left and right. They do the thing. That'd be yeah. I don't know if the people would tune in. There's so much hatred for both of those men, but we'll see. Uh, either way, so the world's on fire. So that's cool. Um, yeah. So let's get right into it. The biggest event over the weekend: <clears throat> Curtis Blades. I'm sorry, Javante Davis, um, Ryan Garcia. Um, man, what uh, an event! Um, what a fight. If you guys were watching the entire card like your boy did, um, you saw a huge rising prospect in David Morrell, just that savage that just absolutely murked that poor gentleman who was a bronze medalist who took the fight on like 10 day notice. Um, you know, that's part of the problem with boxing is the undercards, but that David Morrell is one to keep an eye on. Uh, outside that though, Javante Davis, Ryan Garcia, um, you know, Javante Davis was a favorite for a reason. Um, but before we get into the technical aspect of the fight and how Ryan lost and we go down that road, you know, you got to take your hat off to both Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia because the number one problem in boxing is the, the business model of boxing with so many promoters, so many mouths to get fed, is we don't get the fights that we want when they should happen. It's always been the number one problem in boxing since I've been alive. It's one of the reasons might be the biggest reason the UFC has totally taken over the combat sports space because we know in the UFC you're going to get the young prospect who's undefeated against the other young prospect undefeated. You're eventually going to get that fight. It's not going to take years. You're going to get in a few months. That's why the UFC destroys any other competition, especially in boxing. Now you're going to get that, but the card's going to be stacked with other uh, blue chip, you know, kind of guys, other big prospects, other big names that you know. The entire card from top to bottom, especially the main cards, are stacked. Boxing, even 
this fight card being massive, you know, with Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia, the card wasn't great. Like you couldn't wait for that main event to start. That's the other problem with boxing. But again, this all goes back to we need to take our hats off. No matter, I don't care if Ryan got knocked out in 10 seconds. I don't care if Javante Davis got knocked out in the third round. I'm not too concerned about the result of the fight, but you need to acknowledge that Ryan Garcia and Javante Davis, who are, you know, from a, a younger generation, they don't subscribe to the old box in ways where we don't get the fights we want to see. There, you know, there's all these weird stipulations, there's all these contract negotiations. These two gentlemen wanted this fight, even despite their teams going, ah, it's going to be tough, or for whatever reason, there's no belts on the line. They decided to add a catch weight, and they made the fight happen, which is in today's world in boxing is insane. So both these guys finally gave us what we wanted. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if you'd say it's the exact fight you thought you were going to get. Um, and you know, <clears throat> I, uh, tweeted this right after the fight. Um, just watching Ryan and, um, my experience in combat sports, when you get hit to the body, you know, it sucks at first. You'd rather get hit in the head for God's sakes. But when you get uh, hit to the body, you know, th there's a delay. So you can see the delay set in on uh, Ryan Garcia and then he takes a knee. But especially with Ryan's uh, pedigree, especially with his experience, you know, it's just a matter of time before that pain goes away and you're back in the fight. So I thought but him taking a knee, that's normal. Everyone you get hit to the body, especially in boxing, take a knee, recover, you're gonna make the count, and you get back up and you have a little time to navigate. Then you use footwork to uh, negotiate the pain away until it completely goes away, then you can go back to your game plan. So when I saw him not answer the bell, not answer the the standing eight count, and and I'm like, Oh, something's going on there. He had to been hurt. Cause I guarantee you he's ever, ever uh, he, he's been hit there many times. You can take that down, Jen. He's been hit many times before, many, many times before, and I guarantee you got back up. But with this, that's why I alluded to, oh, he came in injured. Now, that doesn't mean he was going to win the fight. That doesn't mean that, you know, when he got dropped in the second round, that had anything to do with it. All I'm saying is I bet if Ryan didn't have a body injury, a rib injury going into that fight, we would have got more rounds. I'm not saying he would have won the fight, you know, and for the people like, oh, you know, I would have got up off that body shot. Really? How many times have you been hit to the body? You know, so I'm not making any excuse for Ryan. All I'm saying is it's a shame he had that injury going into the fight because we would have saw more rounds. It was not looking great for him. You know, his his left hook was completely isolated. Javante Davis team did a ridiculous job just kind of negating that left hand. So his hook, his biggest weapon, you really didn't see it at all. He might have landed a counter. Um, his jab, you know, was probably his best weapon throughout the fight. Uh, outside that, you know, Ryan Garcia had his hands full. And Javante Davis is known, you know, to kind of, he's a slower starter where he downloads the data and then goes to work, similar to Floyd Mayweather. The difference is he knocks guys out. So uh, Javante Davis, even though he knocked him out in that second or knocked him down that second round, that was due to Ryan Garcia being so aggressive. I think the, the moment, you know, Javante Davis has been in those big pay-per-view fights. Ryan Garcia, he's been in big fights because he's Ryan Garcia. He's never been in a fight of this magnitude. And I thought his inexperience kind of got, he got a, a little over, uh, 
kind of not maybe excited. He got a little overzealous. He, he, he was too excited in the moment. Thought he was going to get Javante Davis out there when he landings. And when that happened, that's when, you know, he got knocked down the second round. And then in that seventh round, which Javante Davis predicted, uh, he put him down with that body shot. Again, that fight was not going Ryan's way. I thought you could give him maybe two to three rounds, three being super generous going to that seventh. Um, so the fight was definitely not going his way. All I'm saying is for a guy of Ryan Garcia's caliber to not answer the count off a body shot, there had to be something going on outside of the ring going into the fight. That's it. You know, it's weird. We got so much blowback from that. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Weird. And then his training partner gets on there and goes, yeah, I hurt him to the body in practice. You yeah, know, I'm ongoing kid. Erdenabat Senbatar. A lightweight prospect uh, post this. Ryan Garcia confirms he had a mole in his camp before the Javante Davis fight. After 5-0, Mongolian sparring partner, <laughs> you guys know his name's going to be tough, uh, yeah. speaks out about hurting him to the body and sparring, something Javante Davis knew about the fight. Now, I did see this kid to defend this uh, sparring partner of his goes, I'm not the mole. Mm. Yeah, he's in, but he. I guess he said he was using some sort of translation he was, you know, English in my first language. I'm not saying I was the mole and ratted to Javante Davis. I'm just saying one of the reasons he didn't answer the count is because he was hurt. Mm -hmm. That's all he's saying. No, that's so I think Ryan was saying like, okay, how would people know about this unless there was a mole? Yeah, and I think he he's thought, just the guy that. Yeah, and he bomb. thought uh, maybe Ryan was alluding to him, but I don't. That's yeah. not what Ryan's no, saying. That's a spark, yeah. And Ryan also was like, that's not why I lost the fight. It mm -hmm. just sucks. We have a mole in the camp. You know, so my whole thing there, that's, it's not, again, I said this, it's not taking anything away from Tank Davis. He's, he was the better boxer, you know, and right now until Ryan gets some more experience under his belt in those bigger fights, it's going to be a tough night in the office to beat Tank Davis. Ryan had his moments, but overall, Javante Davis was doing very well handling that fight for the majority of the rounds, even dropped him, you know, and shout out to Ryan for taking that punch and getting back up because Tank hits like an absolute fucking Mack truck. Got up like that too. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, all I'm alluding to is Ryan Garcia, uh, the caliber, and he's been boxing since he was seven. He's been hit to the body. He knows how to navigate that pain and get back to his feet. For him not to do that in the biggest fight of his life, yeah, sir. I've been there. Yeah. Yep. I was like, oh, oh man, he's like, oh, he's hurt. Everyone's like, oh, you're making excuses. No, I didn't think, I never said he was going to win the fight. I'm just saying, if he wasn't hurt, you would have got more rounds. Now, would he have been stopped in the eighth, ninth, tenth? Probably. The way that fight was going and the way we know Tank gets better as the rounds go on, yeah, it would have probably gotten worse for Ryan, to be honest, you know? But, again, I don't care too much about the outcome of this fight. What we you need to make note of is Ryan – think about all the bullshit going on with boxing right now with Tyson Fury, Usyk, uh, uh, Crawford, Earl Spence Jr. How, how many times have we heard Earl Spence and Crawford are going to fight? Last four years, probably three, three legit three years. We've been promised that fight every year. Why do you think that's not happening? Now, Javante Davis's camp, Ryan Garcia's camp, even there, like the promoters, like, ah, we don't know. We're not with Showtime. We have to kind of, you know, bend the knee to him. Ryan's like, yeah, cool. Then with Tank, you know, they're like, man, let's go for somebody else. It was probably easy for Showtime to put this on, you know, with the the t team Money Mayweather shit, all that. It'd probably be easier for you to go with this opponent. And Tank goes, nope, I want Ryan. Ryan goes, nope, I want Tank. Get it done. Ah, oh, but you got to do this. You know, you can only meet him at a certain weight, and it's going to be a catch weight, and there's no titles online. They don't care. These young kids do not care. And it's kudos to them. And these old heads with Tyson Fury, 
Usyk, Joshua, uh, you know, anybody, name any fighter out there, Earl Spencer, Terrence Crawford, take freaking notes, man. Look how big of, when's the last time you saw that big of a fight in boxing? And just the atmosphere, it was insane, dude. Win, lose, or draw, what these guys did is exactly what boxing needs to even compete with the UFC. UFC knocks out matchups, and they have way more stars. They knock them out every, every month, damn near every week. Boom. What do you want? Yep. Boom. 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 You know? It's the number one problem in boxing. Number one problem. But these, you should really, no matter how you feel about the outcome of the fight, really tip your hat to both these gentlemen for getting it done. Amazing, amazing fight card. Amazing, amazing just event overall. Ridiculous. You know, it sucks. Ryan's my boy, and, you know, I want him to win. But at the end of the day, I, you know, there's a reason he was such a big dog. There's a reason. And also with the weight cutting and couldn't rehydrate, like I'm sure that had an effect on him. Going in injured, you know, it's a tough gig against Devontae Davis, who, you know, is right now the face of boxing. And for, you know, only being 136 pounds, which he's even lighter than that, but uh, fight at 136 pounds, to be that much of a knockout artist is insane. 28, no, and 26 knockouts is silliness. Face of boxing, man. And, dude, in his outfit, his 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 robe, the human-made robe, and then he had the, the I think they're the skunks, uh, the Nike Dunk skunks on that they converted into boxing shoes. Dude, filthy. And then Ryan Garcia looked dope, too. But that that's what you want, man. That's what you want. I thought I thought it was great. I then there's really nothing like a big boxing fight of that caliber. Just the atmosphere, the yeah. the vibe, like damn, this is great. Everyone was out there. Y'all must have forgot. Y'all must have forgot. <laughs> yeah. But we did. How could we remember? Boxing doesn't give us this. Ever. Yep. Ever. Ever. Look, look Tyson Fury's gonna fight homeboy. Who's it? No. No, no, that Ruiz. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's not but Usyk's the champ. He has all the belts. Okay. Find any Ruiz, I guess. Anthony Joshua Tyson Fury. Biggest fight in UK, London history. Make that happen. Mm -hmm. No. Don't get it. Uh, Crawford Spence. Let's see who's pound for pound and one. Mm -hmm. No. Not happen. It's insane. It's nuts. It's their, it's their number one problem. The UFC dangerous announcing all sorts of fights. Some you're like, hmm. Right? Some you're like, all right. But overall, the point is they dropped some bombs, dude. They got Blue Muhammad. Mm -hmm. Gilbert Burns, co-headlining UFC 288, May 6th. We're doing a fight companion for that. Uh, Belial Muhammad is on the episode today. He's or sitting down with uh, Muhammad. He's calling in. Um, interested to talk with him. He's one of my faves. And what's interesting about Gilbert Burns and Muhammad, also Gilbert Burns, the run he's on. Three fights this year. Nuts. And before that, his fight with Hamzat, which I think was the most impressive thing he's done, even out of all of his wins. Like, what he did with Hamzat's nutsos. So he's fought those four fights, three, three, three and one out of the four fights. He's fighting back to back, right? Was he taking two weeks off? Now he's fighting Bilal Muhammad. Muhammad wins. What's that? Ten in a row. So where the issue comes, I'm going to talk to Muhammad about this. Where the issue comes is, if Bilal Muhammad were to win this fight, that'd be ten in a row, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So that'd be nine. So nine in a row. You've beat everybody. Um, I just don't get where the argument is for Kobe Compton. I'm a Kobe fan. I love Kobe. He's a good dude. But I just don't see how, after beating Gilbert Burns, if he were to get it done, how you cannot give him the title shot. 
But Dana's pretty adamant on Colby versus Leon Edwards. So if you're Baleo Muhammad or Gilbert Burns, whoever wins this fight, I just don't see how the UFC is not going to go, nah, let's give you one more. There's no way. There's no way. Literally, you can't. It's like, no, the winner of this is getting a title shot. Guarantee it. Have to. And if they are going to carry on with Leon Edwards and Colby Covington, these boys are probably sitting out, what, because Leon Edwards and Colby, Leon says he's not fighting on the, yeah, the pay-per-view in uh, London. London. That's not happening. So they announced a fight night. So you're looking at Leon Edwards fighting late this year. So if he fights late this year against Colby, if you're uh, Muhammad or you're um, Gilbert Burns, you're looking at fighting early quarter one, 2024. Mm. That ain't right. Isn't that fucked up? Now, luckily, Gilbert got his work in. You know, He could use a bit of a rest. Not a year, though. You know? Yeah, that, that May 6th card is tasty, bro. Super tasty. Let me see the lineup, Jen. Yeah, because you, you, uh, 288, they were going to have uh, Charles Oliveira, right? Charles Oliveira and uh, Darius, and then they got hurt. So they're like, all right, say less. You got Aljamain Sterling, Henry Cejudo, fire. Uh, Muhammad, Gilbert Burns, which is five rounds, mind you, which I love when they do this. When Even though it's not for a title, Dana's like, well, this is such a big fight. We're going to make it five rounds. I think you should do that more often. Um, Jessica Andrade, Jan, uh, Mosovar, Bryce Mitchell, Crone, Drew Dober. Yeah. That's a tasty main card. I'm excited for it. Um, yeah. But shout out to Bilal Muhammad, who will be on the show a little bit. Uh, and then also shout out to Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis for getting it freaking done and saving boxing right now. God, how many chains did Floyd Mayweather have on? I, I don't know. How, how do you put them on? It must take 30 minutes to take those off. I'd be scared to wear them. <laughs> so he has security money. everywhere, but it, has, still, it also has to be uncomfortable. I know. It's got to be heavy as shit. My God. <laughs> it looked so uncomfortable. He looks sweet, but not for me, man. Mm. I mean, I, th- I don't even know how much money that is in chains. Insane. Insane. Insane, man. Let's take a little break from chatting all the big fight talk because it's NBA playoffs time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting part of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with a touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. My Nuggets, they should have won last night. It went to overtime, even though they were down 10 with like three minutes left. It went to overtime. They lost. Not a big deal. The series is, what, 3-1 to one now. They're going to blow them out this next game. Put your money on my Nuggets. You can also bet on the Lakers. They're owning Memphis right now. Uh, the Knicks should get it done as well. Um, who else you got popping? Um, oh, Golden State, not a bad bet, especially if it's at home. Game five, they're definitely going to try winning that one. They did start out the series uh, 0-2. Now I think it's tied up 2-2, so Golden State's not a bad bet. There's a lot of action going on, but bet on my Nuggets get done in the West. Also bet on Golden State to get it done as well. They ain't going out like that. Download the app right now. Sign up with the code SHOBSHOW. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet. 
and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SHOPSHOW, S-C-H-A-U-B, SHOW. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Kansas, call 800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas. 21 or older, most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. See show notes for details. DraftKings. This episode of The Shop Show is also brought to you by the best Kratom on the planet. It's one that I recommend because I use every day. Most products, oh, damn near every product that you recommend, that I recommend on every single show I do, I'm personally endorsing and that I actually use the products. I reached out to Happy Hippo to be part of all my shows because I love Happy Hippo Kratom. This stuff helps me tackle my insane schedule. It helps me get stuff done. Sometimes my brain just ain't working like it should. Listen, it's not like uh, if you drink like a lot of caffeine or something like that. You're talking about it gives me you a warm, ready-to-go, balanced, good mood feeling to tackle whatever the day throws at you. I My favorite are the instant shots here. This is the sour apple, which I start out with. They have butterscotch. They have gummies, powders whatever your pills, anything you want, it's the best Kratom. It's the only Kratom that I trust out there in this wild, wild west Kratom game. It's the number one Kratom on the planet for a reason. That's Happy Hippo. Their Kratom is a hidden gem. So get in on the action. Go to happyhippo.com. Promo code is thick with three C's, T-H-I-C-C-C, 23 for 20% off the entire site. And you can use that as many times as you want. Share it with your friends, your family, coworkers, whoever's listening to this. You want to try out Kratom, only try out Happy Hippo. It's the only one I recommend. That's happyhippo.com. Promo code thick 23 20% off. Let's get back to the program. Uh, and then the other fight over the weekend, you had Sergey Pavlovich versus Curtis Blades. Uh, tell me if I'm off on this. You know, I'm a big Curtis Blades fan, strange with my old team. We've had Curtis on Food Truck Diaries, love Curtis Blades. He's always just come up short right before he's getting a title shot. Right, he's like right at the cusp. He's either number four, or number three, maybe even up to number two, and then right at the cusp, boom, loses by KO. Francis, Derek Lewis, then Sergey. Ain't that a bitch? Yeah, and they're all like strikers. <laughs> all just straight strikers. Yeah. He didn't even well, he he attempted a double leg, but Sergey stopped it with his crazy ass Russian hips. It wasn't even close. But he also didn't set it up. I it also looked like again, and I don't know Curtis that well to sit to but I'm just going off what I see. He didn't look like he he was in the moment. Like if he something looked off. Am I right about that, Jim? Yeah, he even he his like I don't know his beard. I, I can't wasn't tell tailored like yeah, he usually it's is. Usually like sharp and yeah. yeah I, I, he just looked off like his striking wasn't as crisp. Maybe it's the power of Sergey when he because Curtis at one point covers up and gets hit and you see him go and he's like holy shnikes, you know? I, it just didn't look like your typical Curtis Blades like. Uh, I'll see the Tom Aspinall one. That was just an injury. But the Chris Dukakis, the Rosenstruck, uh, the Volkov fight, the Junior Dos Santos especially. Um, it just didn't look the Alster Overeem one, the Mark Hunt, the Olenek, all those. Mm-hmm. That didn't look like the usual Chris Blades we're used to seeing, especially that magnitude of a fight. I thought it was very strange. It's such a bummer. He's such a good dude. 
I think he matches up well against John Jones, but for whatever reason, he gets to the tip of the mountain, and all you got to do is get a little higher, and he, he, it just hasn't worked out for him. It's such a bummer. But he's still, he, he, he's still, especially in the heavyweight division, everyone's older. He can still do work there. It's not over for him. He can still be a champ. You know, this is just another bump in the road. You know, but for Sergey Pavlovich, who hasn't lost since he fought fucking Alistair over him, Alistair beat the brakes off of him, which is hilarious. That's uh, how good Alistair is. He lost uh, in 2018. So he lost five years ago to Alistair Overeem in China. Yeah, Alistair really put it on him. But after that, it's been Sizzler, Russian Sizzler. I mean, he's just starching, boys. That's, uh, oh, my God, look at this dude's freaking record. Since he's been in the UFC, he, so in the UFC, he lost his first fight. Not the way he wants to start, but it's Alistair Overeem. They're, they're obviously high on him if they give him Alistair Overeem. They knew they had something special. First fight, yeah. So first fight, Alistair Overeem in China, nightmare. All good. After that, he's never had a fight in the UFC that didn't result in a KO. He's one, two, three, four, five, six. That's six in a row. That's a record. He hits so hard, and then his hips, when Chris Blaytron on that double, my God, those heavy Russian hips, dude. My God. He was not having any of it. And the thing, too, you look at him, he's not fat. That boy got his obliques, six-pack, just big-ass Russian hands, mm -hmm. them freaking Russian nuclear bombs for hands. That boy is a problem. Now, of course, everyone's high and mighty on the, on the Russian right now, and he's going to do his thing. But when the, they're like, man, this guy's going to beat John Jones. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Take it easy. Take it easy. He could, you know, mm -hmm. if he lands one of those freaking nuclear bombs he's dropping every fight. But uh, Jones is a different, different pedigree than the rest of the guys that he's fighting, you know? I think, I think Jones would be a favorite against him. Uh, obviously, if he lands one, it's going to be an issue. But how about him versus Francis, dude? Some insane. African Russian crime? Sign me up, dude. That poster would be insane. That's a fight I'd love to see, but you're never going to get it. But uh, I think his toughest matchup for Sergey, and I do think this is what's next for him, is Cyril Gan. I think it's his toughest matchup by far because Cyril Gan has the ability, if he fights smart, to beat him via decision with his footwork, his length, his agility, his athleticism. He has a lot of tools to beat a big puncher. He really does. And it won't be exciting, but it'll beat him in five rounds. He, he, I think you'd be a slight dog against Cyril Gaon. So I, I do think that's what's next for him because you got Steve A. Jones fighting. He's not going to wait. Cyril Gaon needs a fight. Sergey's number three. Cyril Gaon's right there. They've never fought two strikers. He passes that test, then it's John Jones. The question is, does John Jones wait around to fight a guy in Sergey who's not a huge name? We know him, right? We know him because we – you know, balls deep in MMA, but in general, the fan base, it's not going to be a huge pay-per-view. It's all going to be predicated on John Jones selling this thing. So is John Jones going to entertain that? And how, how many fights does John have left? You know, because the, there's the Stipe fight, which we're going to get. Then after that, is it a Brock? Is it, do they get Francis back? Is that all he wants is these massive fights? If he wants the toughest test and the biggest contender, it'd be Sergey. More so than Francis, more so than Cyril Gaon, more so than Stipe. The toughest fight on the roster, hands down, after watching tape, would be Sergey. I just don't know if that gets John out of bed. Even though he's this terrifying Russian like Drago from fucking Rocky Three, you know, I just don't know if John's gonna play that game. How long he wants to be around? Oh, yeah. Be fun to watch though. Man, he hits hard. My God. <laughs> oh man. Um, 
he had some fights this weekend. Uh, for the rest, of, I mean, the Bobby Green, Jared Gordon, my boy Jared Gordon can't get a break. So he gets screwed over by the judges against Patty Pimlet. And like, all right, we're gonna give you a big fight, main card fight night at the Apex. I'm kind of sick of the Apex, but at the Apex, yeah. here's Bobby Green. And then Bobby Green, not you know, he didn't mean to, but South Paul traditional stances happens. You got to be careful headbutts. Bobby Green leads with his head, knocks him out. So no contest. So there's, I guess they rebooked this. My boy can't get a break though, man. It's a bummer. Uh, Bruno Silva looked phenomenal against Brad Taveras. Um, you know, overall good night of fights. Montel Jackson's gonna be a problem at bantamweight. He's giant. That Ronnie Yaya just was not ready to go for that. Old school, super old school. Mm-hmm. He treated him like he was old school. Um, this weekend, you got, uh, not this weekend, May 5th, you have in Broomfield, Colorado, Denver, Colorado, but it's Broomfield, which is about 30 minutes outside of Denver at the First Bank Arena, where your boy guys had his first MMA fight with Ring of Fire. Snap. I fought my entire uh, kind of outside, the regional circuit was at the U.S. Bank Center. So I fought there four times, three times, four times wow. before I was in the UFC. Uh, so it's my home base, and uh, that's where one championship is coming. It's gonna be on live on Amazon. That's Friday night, May fifth, Cinco de Mayo. My girls' B day. I will be in Denver for the fights. Flying out, you'll see my ugly mug out there on the TV, maybe. But that is uh, the one championship fight night ten, and man, they're they're coming big time. One breaks ground in the U.S. for its debut event in Colorado. The MMA Mecca, that's right. You'll see start in Denver, Colorado in 1993. All right. Um, but you got the trilogy fight between the GOAT, Mighty Mouse, versus Marias. And uh, they each have a win over each other. First one was a knee. Marias kneed uh, Mighty Mouse on the ground. It kind of looked like Mighty Mouse was playing the old school rules and didn't realize you could knee to the face to a down opponent. So he lost that one. And then Mighty Mouse in the rematch, shout out to him, in the rematch knocks out Marias with a knee. So knee-on-knee action here. Third fight. It's also, it's not like either guy dominated in their first two fights. Like, it's back and forth. Like, in the one, uh, Marias won, Johnson had his moments. In this last one where Mighty Mouse won, Marias had his moments. Like, it's it's a gimme fight, man. So I'm excited for this. Here's the other thing you got to think about. Mighty Mouse, who across the board is going to be on people's list of greatest of all time. You know, it doesn't really matter because it's all hypothetical because there's no actual list. There's no way to prove it. But Mighty Mouse, no matter if he's not top three on your list, you ain't shit, right? So for Mighty Mouse, he's talking about this could be his last fight. The greatest of all time at his age, and he's not that old, especially for a flyweight, but at his age, this could be the last time you ever see him grace uh, the the – the, the steel cage. I almost said the octagon, but it's not an octagon, is it? So um, this is one for history, man. It's the, one of the biggest trilogies. Mighty Mouse needed um, kind of the villain. And even though Marais is a great guy, you know, Mighty Mouse is beloved by everybody across the entire fan base. So it just, for Marais and the way he finished Mighty Mouse that first fight, title fight, uh, he became the villain. So it's exactly what Demetrius Johnson needed. I'm all about guys retiring early, and this would be a little easy for Mighty Mouse, even though he had a storied career and has so many fights. But after he, if he can get past Marias for in this trilogy fight, I don't know what else there's left for him to do in the sport. He's one of the greatest of all time. Marias would be world champion in any organization. He's such a savage. He, Chin, did you, you didn't come with me to the press conference. He's massive. Marias? He's so big. Really? 
massive. I mean, he looks big next to DJ. Dude, massive, um, massive talent. So for DJ to beat him, you know, and kind of cement the, his legacy, move on from this, you know, this kind of, uh, it's not even, it's not bad blood. It's just, you know, two world-class guys going at it and each one has a win over each other. So this, this third one, we don't need to see it a fourth time. So this third one kind of cements that. So um, you guys know who I'm going for. So uh, I'm excited for it, man. The whole card's damn good. Whole card is fire. Rod Tang's on there. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't know who he is, you're well if you watch this. He's probably the greatest Muay Thai artist on the planet. Mikey Mushashemi is on there. Mushumechi. Mushumechi, the uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Technique-wise, probably pound for pound number one in the world. As far as te technique goes, he has Stamp Fairtex on there. Uh, Sage Northcutt coming off a long layoff his back. Not an easy fight. Um, and then you got Roberto Soldick. Sold sold itch sold I said sold dick sold itch <laughs> uh, the Croatian Robocop so uh, good fights man really good fights our boy RDR's on there too coming off his loss but still this says announced bouts uh, Marcus Almeida is he really on there I didn't see I haven't seen anything on it maybe he's not on there maybe maybe they couldn't find an opponent but yeah the whole card's gonna be fun man I'll be there going back to the hometown man it's gonna be fun cool all right what do you got Jim? So this was pretty popping in MMA news. Nate Diaz. There's two different incidents he was in. <laughs> but the, the guy that he choked out is different. You said there's two different incidents. Yeah. So I saw online he's sitting at the fights on a, probably a regional fight because it looked very his buddy, crowded. Chris Avila was fighting. Okay, who won his fight. Uh, okay, so he was there to support the boxer. Yeah. So and I saw the guy behind him was doing something. So then uh, Nate Diaz, who's just a real sharp shooter with the water bottles. Uh, <laughs> blasted at the dude. But that's not the same dude that he choked out, right? No, no, no. But that's so the choke out came, I think it was after, yeah, it was after. the event. Yeah. But the guy that he threw the bottle at was his crew and Nate Diaz's crew ended up at the same bar. So then they got into a scuffle again. And that guy was part of their crew? I think it was, yeah, part of that crew. Yeah, they, they thought it was a Logan <clears throat> Paul like, look alike. Yes. <laughs> that guy, what's his name? Aiden? Yeah. This homeboy here. Well, he was with Dana, Aiden Ross. Uh, so he was with Dana White, and then they're showing a video. He was like, oh, dude, Nate Diaz just you know, slept uh, Logan Paul, but it just looked like Oh, Paul. he was just saying that. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting is, um, you know, I put play stupid games, win stupid prizes, mm -hmm. and I forget, someone uh, responded back to me and goes, uh, play stupid game, win lawsuits. And he's right. Like that, it's yeah. like, for Nate, too, it's like he has so much to lose, and obviously this is Nate's forte you know if you disrespect nate you're gonna be dealt with you know he so he doesn't care about that stuff but the day and age we live in where you can just sue anybody for any reason especially if that guy has more to lose you know for nate it's like yeah i could sue him man yeah what's that guy have like what's nate gonna get out of it but also when people are upset like oh nate professional fighter's gonna choke this guy out well what's nate supposed to do that if that guy's approaching nate diaz and Nate has his hands up. Clearly, Nate's there. You know, he's going to defend himself. He didn't throw a single punch. No. It was probably best case scenario for a homeboy. You just get choked out. Yeah, it's embarrassing. You get lit up on the internet, and we're talking about it now, and we've never heard of you. Now, the only reason we know of you is because you got choked out on the streets, wherever this is at. <laughs> That's embarrassing. But you didn't get knocked out. Then you get punched in the face. I think that people are saying that in the when it was happening, that when Nate Diaz let go, he did hit his head on the the concrete yeah or the man we can, you know <laughs> street. Should so that sucks but i mean i'll show you the video real quick it's not that long so the guy came up with his hands up too yeah and then nate, i guess nate didn't know if he was gonna sucker punch yeah. him or what boy nate 
gets in that tight choke, dude. Clearly, the guy doesn't know jujitsu in any no. facet. So hits, and then just recently, there's a new angle on this one. I'll show you here. <laughs> this just builds the myth of Nate Diaz. Mm -hmm. So guys are fighting. So, so yeah, his, already the atmosphere is very intense. Clearly, his team's down to fight. Mm -hmm. And then this guy comes to Nate. Nate doesn't know if he's going to sucker punch him, if he's going to shoot a double. You don't know. So Nate's defend himself. You, you don't want to get in street fights. This is silly shit, especially with Nate Diaz, because, mm -hmm. again, these guys can sue you. Nate has all the money in the world. This guy has nothing. Yeah, so that, and that's right. the worst case. I mean, that, there, that's, that's what you don't that want. That sucks, yeah. Yeah, that, for him, that sucks. But also... Yeah. Don't don't mess with any ideas. So that guy chased him more. Do you ever watch Too Hot to Handle? It's a, t a Netflix. I know of it. It's a dating show yeah, on Netflix. So that guy chased him more is the one that Nate threw a bottle at, and he fought on that um, that event. Let me see if I can find that video. He's an MMA guy? No, this is a boxing event, but I'll show you this real quick. So that's him in the white. So he knocks home, but oh, wow. And he keeps punching. So he got disqualified for that. <laughs> Yeah, can't yeah, have that. Can't do that. And I don't know. So anyway, this guy is like a, he's known for the too hot to handle. And I guess some some weird way they started a beef together. I don't know why. I assume he I was talking why. smack to Nate. Yeah. Just for you, because Nate's not a guy that just talks smack for no reason. Like there has to be something going on there. Like he's not just going to turn around to another fighter he respects and talk shit to just, just for the cameras. That's not Nate. Yeah. The Also the water ball thing. I didn't really understand. I just... I didn't see anything happen. The video just shows Nate turning yeah. around and yeah, yeah. throwing a water bottle. Yeah, maybe the guy kept talking. Maybe he was smack. talking smack, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, either way. But yeah. uh, it's just interesting. <laughs> and Nate's been getting all this attention, especially after, you know, just the announcement of the Jake Paul stuff, too. Yeah. Uh, this is a quick uh, quick one. I'm not, I don't need to play the video, but Conor McGregor went to the I saw the room. video. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's what you want to hear. Yeah. Like if, cool. if you're Ryan Garcia and, you know, say what you want about Conor, but he's been some of the biggest fights ever in combat sports. Like for him to come in and be like, you're the future, man. I want to yeah. see it again. Yeah. And because, and one of the problems that the boxing community has because of guys, MMA has it a little bit because of guys like Floyd Mayweather, who's whatever, 50 and 0. Or, uh, you know, Tyson Fury and their undefeated records. And then MMA of John Jones. That's that's not really how the sport should go. So in boxing, it's all good Ryan lost at his young age. Canelo lost to Floyd Mayweather at a young age. Turned out pretty good for him. He's had a Hall of Fame career. So I think once the fan base gets more knowledge, it goes, yeah, guy loses, comes back. You know, it's all good. A loss does not end your career. It doesn't make or break your career. Now, his next fight, he needs to show out and perform, but that's usually how it should go. So I think people lose, lose it in translation where they're like, well, Floyd was undefeated. John Jones is undefeated. It's like, yes, those guys are such out. They're once in a lifetime talent, generational talent. It's okay if a guy loses, It's all, especially when they're young. It's all good. Mm -hmm. It's all good. And I guess he's changing weight classes too after yeah. this to 140. Yeah. All right, this is a quick one. So there was a Bellator over the weekend, and uh, I believe Kyoji Horiguchi, ex-UFC yeah. guy, badass Japanese dude, and uh, Ray Borg were supposed to fight each other. I think that was like the main event too, but then, oh, no, no. Was it the main event? No, it was I the main event. I forgot, whatever. No, Either I, way. At least not on Saturday. Because in Hawaii too, right? Stotts yeah. was the main event. Who got He got, uh, homeboy knocked him out with a knee. Mm, okay, so- yeah, I don't, I don't. I didn't look too much in this, but then so this is like I read it was like the seventeenth time there was a cancellation, not just wait, but just cancellation that has to do with Ray Borg. Yeah. So Bellator cut them, cut him, 
and also his, his management team, team, his team cut was him like, down. We're done. And then yeah. Ray said he just retired. Yeah, he said if it were to happen again, he's going to dip out. So yeah. good for him. And also, remember Ray Borg has he an issue dealing with, his with a kid. lot of shit. Yeah, it's dude. a lot. Man. So for don't hold it against him too much when he misses weight or whatever. I know it's unprofessional, but he's fighting a, a much bigger fight outside the octagon. Hmm. righty. let's go to. So, Paulo Costa was saying that he was going <laughs> to help save the UFC 288 card with uh, challenging Jan Blakovich. He would go up to 208, uh, 205. And then apparently Jan's saying that he actually got offered the fight, but then P Paulo turned it down. Well, because Paulo, they're out from Hamzat, so he's like, all right, that's a bigger fight. I mean, there's more, I don't know. So, recent, so a few though. days ago, uh, Paulo Caso got offered to fight me. I've said yes. He said no. The fight is off. How much juice does he need? One ball of wine is enough to knock this guy out. But yeah. then he's a social media dude that likes to do stuff, so I don't know what the hell's going on. Yep, Paulo. and then also f from the business aspect of things, too, for Paulo Costa, they're like, mm, so we'll give you, if you want to do Jan at 205, you can do that, or we'll give you Hamzat. But you got to take one of the two. And he's like, well, Hamzat's a bigger fight, and it's at 85. I'll take that. Mm. And this is another quick one. Floyd Mayweather, he was talking about Ngannou being a you know, free agent, and he would like to sign him and work with him as well. That'd be great. Yeah. We need something out of Francis, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, so you mentioned all the bout announcements. So this is one that was big. Robert Whitaker versus Drikas Duplessis. That's for UFC 290. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm a Duplessis fan. I, I, do, I do enjoy his fights. I think he's a complete badass. Uh, actually, that guy in one championship, that uh, Croatian so Robo got beat him. You know? So that, that's how much of a badass that guy is. But who knows if he only had 8% to breathe there. But with uh, uh, Duplessis... I just don't see how he beats Robert Whitaker. I don't know what the odds are, but it can't be good. That's such a tough fight. Robert Whitaker beats everybody except not named Izzy. Yeah. It should, he's that guy. He's so fucking talented. So this is what Drikas Duplessis put on his, uh, I think this Twitter or whatever, and then Israel replied. Please win. Yeah, for Izzy, he'd much rather fight Duplessis, something new, instead mm -hmm. of a third fight with and Robert And if he beats Whitaker. Robert, then... If you beat For Robert, sure. he completely deserves yeah. it. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. I just and it's not. I'm not throwing shade on Duplessis. That's how high I think of Robert Whitaker. Yeah. So that's cool. How that plays out. This is also pretty cool. Robbie Lawler versus Nico Price Ooh. and Dan Hooker versus Jalen Turner. Hooker Jalen Turner is ridiculous. Yeah, they're both great fights. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, Sean Brady versus Jack Dylan. And Jack has been killing it too. Oh, Jack! Time. Jack, that boy got so much talent. Yeah. Boy, that's boy. They, Sean Brady, man, they heavy lies the crown, man. You know, you coming off that loss against Muhammad, then you give you Jack. Oof, I know that's tough, a tough one, day man. in the office. You guys know I love Sean Brady, but that Jack, man, he's a problem. Rising star for sure. Um, this is for USC two eighty nine. Keto George sent this to our group. Chris Dawkins, who's a heavyweight, Dawkins cutting dropping. down. Yep. Yeah, he looks like he could cut a few pounds. And he's going to fight Khalil Roundtree, friend of the show. The Philly cop cutting some weight, yeah. laying off the donuts in Philly. <laughs> and the cheesecake, cheesesteaks. And so Chris is actually, Dawkins, he's like on a three-fight losing streak, and then Khalil's on a three-fight winning streak. But yeah. it was a different weight class, though. So. Yeah, tough. Tough fight for Chris. And this one, too. This is a fight night headliner, which is crazy. So Marvin Vittori versus Jared Cannonier. That makes sense. Either headline on a fight night or been on like a second or third fight on a pay-per-view. Mm. Makes sense. 
especially how high these cool. guys are ranked. It's just they got to figure out middleweight. There's not a lot for Izzy there. Mm-hmm. That's why you're getting Robert Whitaker, you're getting the Hamzat, Paulo Costa, you're getting Marvin Vittori, you know, and uh, Jared Cannonier. They're trying to, you know, cut through all the, the fat there and get some contenders for Izzy. Yeah. And then we have, I mean, we kind of knew this already, but Charles Oliveira, Benil Darius, they're rebooked for 289. 289, this, man. Usually they bring the heat in Canada, but this card is not great, <laughs> is it? Like, no one was like, oh, I'm just dying to see Pena and Amanda Part Nunes three. three. Yeah. Especially after the last one. It's a tough card to ask for money for. Yeah. I mean. It, to, if, they, if Darius and Charles Oliveira didn't save this thing, dude, I don't know how you sell this. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Very, very tough. By the way, pay-per-view, the freaking Ryan Garcia fight cost $84.99. I think it was $89.99. Was I it? forgot. It was like, either yeah. way, I didn't realize it was that expensive. It was like. But yeah, I man. still bought it. I was like, damn, damn right, you did. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is getting to like a different area territory. But Uh-oh. I saw this passing. I saw this on social media. Uh, Israel Adesanya is making posts about his ex girlfriend. Why? Something about how he doesn't go super clear into it, but he's kind of in- insinuating that she's trying to get half of his money. Why? I don't know. And then she's a girlfriend. No, it's not even a wife or any, or not even yeah, a mother of his child or anything. As far as I know. But apparently she's trying to get some sort of money, and he's putting her on blast on his social media. Oh, no. Yeah. It's never good when you do that. Um, That's what he said here. You don't care about my life because you've sold info about me, so I don't care about yours. I don't even hate. I I just don't care about you. I've I've not been in love with you for a while. In summary, I'm glad this happened. I wouldn't change a fucking thing. He's like slapping this on his his Instagram. So, I mean- I don't, do you know that the story about the soccer player? How he had yes, uh, yeah, he changed. He, he put everything in his mom's name. name. She came for. He's like, I don't know anything. Yeah, so he he reposted Hall, something about man that. hall of fame right there. Yeah, but I what mean, is she said? What is she alluding to? Like, what what info did did she release? I mean, all he's saying, all we know is what he's saying, and he said that I guess he, he she sold some sort of info about him. What but I don't sell? know. But he says like, you better lawyer up. You better do this. I'm gonna go after you. Oh wow, go yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Me loading up receipts. And there's a long <laughs> Forever Style Bender's X. Let me see that. Wait, let me see if I can get it. All right, let's just see if I can zoom in here. Can you read that? Um, is that that's her X? So that's the thing that I don't I don't get. So he puts it in quotations, so I think that he's saying that's her. Okay. So this is Apparently her saying, I've worked on, or I've worked in mental health, so I'm really good at manipulating people, but like I would never use it. It's not always fun living in his shadow and talking or taking second priority because what he is doing is so important. After a while, it just makes me feel small. And then Izzy, if I move out, I'll drift away. And it seems like this is where Izzy's talking to her, which is very long. <laughs> Says you have a sugar daddy now that would pay for it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's super long. I don't know how. Mentally drain me. Ha ha ha. But it seems like if you mess with Izzy, he takes it out like hardcore. He'll put it out in public. So this is the last time you're hearing from me. My lawyers will be in touch and did the emoji on mm-hmm. paint nails. Yeah. You know, comes the territory for these guys. Yeah. And then uh, he posted this as well. Well, I don't know if I can play this because it's a song, I think. Oh, no. The villain, we root the bad guy. 
we love to rebel. We love to rebel. Even you know, even if, even if uh, you know people that aren't rich, you know, it's playing Charlemagne. You know what I mean? Because people who aren't in the best financial situation, that's that's all they have. Sometimes is just to act out. Mm. You know, and when you see and when, this, is what people really love when you see a motherfucker that is rich, that is in a position to <laughs> acting like a goddamn fool. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what they really love. They really love that. This motherfucker don't give a shit. And he's in the position where he should actually give the fuck most. Mm. You know what I mean? America loves the rebel, man. And they, they, love, they love a rebel that actually has something. That's why we love when people become, like, big-time celebrities and they still act like regular and still, you know, say, suck my dick in an award show. Or right. get on TV and say, George Bush don't care about black people. Right. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Is he doing is he? Yeah. And he... He also made some headlines because he said something about, you know, men are getting soft. And yeah. he, he said, you know, what Andrew Tate Andrew says, Tate and Jordan Peterson is like the way, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. Neither do I, but I'm saying. Right. He's right. Yeah. yeah. America's getting soft. This is so jacked up. So this guy was a UFC fighter, Carl Robertson. And let me see if I have this. Okay, never mind. So Carl Robertson, he was a UFC for a while. I think he won a contender series and did like pretty well. But. I guess he's going through some bad times now. So in December of 2022, he robbed his one of his childhood friends' house for $200,000 worth of jewelry. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then the dude even told him, like, he... Hold on, let's see here. So this guy is talking about Carl Robertson. He goes, before I had a dime to my name, I could barely afford this, but I made a pair of boxing gloves with my logo on it. With my one for a sample, and I made him a pair of gloves with his nickname on it, Baby K. He goes, hey, man, this is from me to you. I don't want anything for this. This is just something I want, I want you to have. I'm proud of you. I did whatever I could to support him. And lo, lo and behold, the day after Christmas, he basically lined me up. I guess he gave him like thousands of dollars to he help him not to before. That's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. I built a whole logo for him, branded it, gave him tens of thousands of dollars with my time. To build a brand, he basically screwed me over that too. It's not the same kid I grew up with. It's not the same kid in those pictures. I had no idea Carl has this other side. He would like text him because he it's was building. To, yeah, trust me. He's man. building his house, yeah. and he would send him, "Hey, what do you think of this?" And then because of that, the whole all the like he gave him the diagram. The dude knew how to get to where you know, the jewelry was and stuff like. It's so fucked. It, up, yeah, man. people suck, man. Yeah. Trust, trust me, I've been. Some people are people horrible. suck, dude. Yeah, you think they're good people and they're just the worst of the worst. People are good actors, and he must be going. I don't know. It's not no excuse for it, even if you're going through shit. All right, so this, did you know this? I saw. Tim Sylvia? Thick Tim Sylvia. 370-something? the life out of some dude. <laughs> dude he's, he's so, so thick. Big. Yeah, this is his debut. I guess he was a headliner. I'll just play what for you. What poor quick. soul decided to sign up for this? He's so big. Dude, his sketchers so big. on? My God. <laughs> But he I mean, slapped the life out of yeah. who the hell is signed up to get slapped by Tim Sylvia? Let me see that the angle. Oh, it's a bouncer. He's a bouncer. Oh, that's his nickname. He ain't getting up. Want to know? Jesus Christ! I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know who signed up to get slapped by that giant human being. Is that it, Chin? Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. 
All right, man. Well, let's get into a little sit down with my boy, Bilal Muhammad, who has a massive fight coming up in two weeks, May 6th, against Gilbert Burns. Before we jump into this little chit chat, the boy, Bilal Muhammad, who is on a freaking vengeance path to a title shot. This episode of the Shop Show with Bilal Muhammad is brought to you by On It, On It Supplements. Let me tell you something about On It. They've been my ride or die for a long, long time, and they've sold over a million dollar, million bottles of Alpha Brain, a million bottles of that regular Alpha Brain. I start out with that, and then you got to step your game up. That's why I recommend Alpha Brain Black Label. Four little pills, you're ready to go. Next thing you know, you're writing formulations. You're a scientist. You feel fantastic. Promotes attention, focus, cognitive functions, including your memory, mental speed, and focus. All right, I need all the help I can get, for God's sakes. Aids in mental processing. It's caffeine-free. Helps you get to that flow state, all right? And then also what Onnit's doing for you guys, if you don't like the pills, they have their uh, little Onnit Alpha Brain Instant, eight ounces of cold water, boom, you're ready to go. Or they have the Instant Ready Shots. The boom, the shots are easy as well, all right? Again, it's going to help you just get your freaking stuff done, man, and it gives you laser focus. On it also offers, if you didn't know, workout gear like kettlebell, steel club maces, sandbags, yoga mats. If you need nutrition, if you're staying thick, summer's coming up. It's going to be a thick boy summer. It's not out of shape boy summer. It's a thick boy summer. So stay thick, but be cool. All right. On it has all sorts of protein powders, creatines, multivitamins. They got it all, man. All right. They have streaming fitness so you can keep your thick ass at home and work out from your device at home, in your garage, in your living room, whatever you want. They got it all. On it.com slash shop. You get 10% off Alpha Brain Black. Regular Alpha Brain, Alpha Brain Instant, Alpha Brain Shots, all the workout gear, the kettlebells, also on-demand workouts. You get 10% off everything. Onnit.com slash shop. Now let's get to the interview. Mr. Muhammad. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ahmed, what's up, brother? <laughs> what's up, my brother? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? You got to be feeling pretty good, man. Finally, finally you got a fight announced, man. Yeah, man, excited. I was sitting there waiting when it was going to happen, and it was like just dragging and dragging along. And I'm a guy that's I'm always training. I'm always like looking to see what's next. And obviously, once they pass me up on a title fight, I'm like, all right, well, who's it going to be? Like, who's going to be next? And uh, when this opportunity came, I was like, bro, I got to jump on it. Could you? I'm I'm sure you know you're pretty active on social media. Could you feel like the majority of the hardcore fan base or anybody that kind of knows the sport? All of us were like, what about Muhammad though? Like, what are we doing here? Like, there's so many people advocating for you to get a fight, calling for a title shot. Like, could you feel that or did you know that was going on? Yeah, that was the cool thing about the whole situation. It was like them giving the shot to Kobe. I think it like worked out better for me because that's when the fans started to be like, all right, well, bro, that doesn't make any sense at all. This guy's on an eight fight winning streak. He has history with Leon, you know. What else does he need to do? So it was cool to see those fans, even the haters that would were coming alive. Like, I was like getting so many messages, like I hate you, but you deserve the like, <laughs> Yeah, it's I, undeniable. It's it's like undeniable. Like when you look at your resume, you look at Gilbert Burns' resume, you know, and then when they said they're going to give it to Colby, it's just like, and I, you know, I I like Colby. You know, to be transparent, like I like Colby. I don't have an issue with him. He's a good. He's a really good fighter, but. 
if you just it's pretty black and white like well look at Bilal Muhammad's look at Gilbert Burns like look at their resumes and he's had this year off it just it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me you know Dana can run it however he wants but what's fair is fair you know there's rankings for a reason even though he's ranked high still it's like the guys who are active I figured they'd give it to you now it's undeniable winner of you versus Gilbert Burns is 100% getting the title shot yeah, exactly. For me, it was like, I knew there was nothing that was just going to be handed to me. I knew that no matter what, it was, there was always going to be me still having a claw and, you know, get to the top any way possible. And even when I got to the top, I was still going to have to hold my breath because regardless of how I finished my last fight or who I beat, there's always an excuse of, oh, you beat this guy because of this, this guy because of this. Sean Brady, 15-0, undefeated young guy. Beast. Uh, he sucks. He's not that good. No. And there was always like a reason and like, excuses for everything so for this one it's like when this opportunity popped up it was like all right well gilbert Byrne has the hype he just beat masvidal he just beat magni he's coming off a of camp i'm yeah, coming man. off the couch after ramadan i'm like beating him now there's no excuse there there's no excuse that could go against me now it's like i'm the one who just popped up and i was like all right well let me fight the guy that just came off the of camp a guy that's already close to weight uh a guy that's just won and has the momentum going in his way um and I go out there, I finish him, I dominate him. There's there's literally nothing you can say or do to deny me. Nothing. Nothing. When that was my question too. When the fight got announced, I, uh, you know, I knew you were in Ramadan, which, you know, is a month long, right? Just ended on April twenty first. Have you been able to train during that? Like that, that has to be challenging. That's why I thought, all right, the fight's in two weeks, come off Ramadan. So is it ideal? Are you all good? Like what's the what's going on with I that? I mean, for me it's like I'm always in the gym. You're obviously not training as hard, but I think the the biggest thing I get from Ramadan is like the mental strength. My mental toughness that I get from it is not eating or drinking throughout the day and I'm still training and pushing myself. I'm just in a different headspace. And a lot of these times when it comes to a short notice fight, it's not even about being in a shape. It's about what type of headspace you're in, what type of mindset you're in. Because when it comes down to the nitty, nitty gritty, it's all about who can push that much harder. And yep who has the bigger heart, who has the, the harder mindset. And I know that with the, where I'm at right now in my headspace, a fight to fight. Like, I don't care if I didn't jog enough miles. I don't care if I didn't swim enough laps. I know when it comes down to who's going to push harder than the other guy, there ain't nobody that's going to push harder than me. Yeah. And you've been doing it long enough now where, you know, you, you know what it takes to, to get the win in there. You look at your resume. Yeah. And with, with the Gilbert Burns fight, when it was announced too, I, you know, and not that odds matter. When I thought for sure you'd be a slight favorite going in the fight. When I look at the 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 matchup and the style of the matchup, I was like, man, that's a great fight for Muhammad, man. Like he, he's gonna be able to do some work there. I was surprised you're a dog. Which, all right, cool, that's all good. <laughs> but when you heard the matchup, you have to like the matchup between you and Gilbert Burns. Even though he's been active, coming off some wins, I didn't think Gilbert looked his best against Masvidal. I, I love Gil Gilbert's a great guy. I don't know if you know Gilbert, you know, salt of the earth, great human being, but he, just as far as a uh, straight black and white, take my bias out of it. Watching the Masvidal fight. I, I didn't think he looked his best in that fight. Yeah. You know, he, he's very cool. Like I met him before we, we've talked like great we have the same, out of the same friends and I've gone down to Sanford and I trained down there. Not really, not with him, but like, I'm very cool with his coach. Henry group is the man. So like when the situation came up, it's like, I don't need to hate somebody to, to fight him. It's all about, we're both hungry for the same thing. We're both want the same exact goal. And that's to be the champion. And I think that, you know, matchup stylistic wise, like 
I fought the best grappler in the division with Damian Maya. I fought the best striker in the division with Wonder Boy. I fought the the guy who knocked me out and his training partner in Luke and I beat Luke and I fought the the new up and coming hot star strongest guy in the division and Sean Brady. I fought every single style and I don't think Gilbert's fought anybody like me. I don't think Gilbert's fought anybody that's going to push it like me, move like me, uh, adjust like me, make in-fight adjustments. Like you see me fight backwards. You see me fight forward. You see me fight laterally. He doesn't know what I'm going to bring to the table. I know what he's going to bring to the table because I've been watching him and he mm-hmm. doesn't really change his game plan or his style up. And this being a short notice fight, there's not a lot of strategy that comes in it from, from his side. It's like, well, I'm going to do this because I'm good at it, but Agreed. I'm better at it. You're good at I also think your your last one over Sean Brady actually helps you in this fight, you know, because you look at yeah. Sean Brady's grappling background. Like Sean Brady's no punk, man. You made it look easy, and people must have forgot. But prior to that, prior to you beating the brakes off of him, Sean Brady's a bad dude, man. And you dismantle him like you did. It it was, it was almost a disservice to your win and to Sean Brady. To be like, oh, Sean Brady's not that good. It's like, no, he is. That's how good Muhammad is, you morons. Like Brady still has a lot of he like obviously has a lot of work to do, but as far as stylistically and compared to Gilbert Burns, he didn't have the same striking Gilbert does, but on the ground and the grap as far as the grappling aspect goes, I think that was kind of a good fight leading into the Gilbert Burns fight. Yeah, I think like I said, I think he was a perfect stylistic. He has kind of like the same body type. Yep. And I know what they're they're both gonna try to bring to the table. And like you said, man, I'm sitting here like, man, I hope Sean Brady gets a fight in. So he could go out there dominate and then people could be like, oh, well, I guess he is good. He doesn't suck. Uh, because now it's like you're like, oh, well, if Bilal knocked you out, man, you must really suck. Your stand-up sucks. I don't he get goes it. out there and he dominates his next guy. Uh, yeah. Then people are like, all right, same thing with Wonderboy. Where it's like Wonderboy's old. Then he goes out there, beats Kevin Holland. And it's like, oh, well, I guess Wonderboy isn't old. I guess he still has a little bit of juice left in him. So it's, you always want the last guy you beat to, to end up winning. But like you said, it's like same body type, same style, same – physique there him and gilbert have a lot of similarities um so it does work out kind of like for me a lot because i'm kind of like going to really do basically the same thing in my mind uh what i did to sean brady to gilbert yeah and i think just the stars align for you you know with this gilbert burns fight because again whatever the naysayers are saying about you oh you know wonder boy's old or sean brady's you know he's young he's not that good after gilbert burns like what else you got man what, what else we got? Guy's fought four times. You know, he's fought three times this year since May. He's beat everybody. What else you got, man? You know? Yeah, and exactly. Gilbert Burns will be my third top five guy that I've beaten. <laughs> and it's like, by the time I get to the title, I'm already going to be beating probably like the whole top 10. Yeah, once man. I win the title, it's like, oh, man, he's going to be going through the division uh, one more time again, another lap through it. But I'm basically going to be looking at Adesanya next because I already <laughs> have gone through everybody just to get to the welterweight title. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think with this fight, the, the biggest problem you're going to have if the fight goes according to how I think it's going to go and how you think it's going to go, if, if you be, get past Gilbert Burns, your next issue, it's going to be a good problem to have, is you're going to be waiting a while to fight the winner of Leon versus Colby because, you know, Leon's not fighting in the, the London pay-per-view card. He's like, I'm not fighting. So he's fighting, you know, probably quarter three, quarter four of this year. And so then you'd ha- fight the winner of that. So you're looking at early 2024 maybe? Yeah, I mean, but honestly, if Leon's saying he wants to fight in Abu Dhabi and he's, he said Abu Dhabi coming out of his mouth and he said, Did I don't he? want to fight Kobe. Yeah, and he's, and I go out there and I finish Gilbert Burns. It's like, you have to put me in Abu Dhabi against Leon Edwards. The timing will be perfect. Leon wants to fight there. Having me fight there and Arab fighting in Abu Dhabi for a title, it's different. I know Islam fighting there is huge. He's going to be Muslim, but 
we speak the same language. We have the yes, same sir. blood inside of us. Uh, for to have an Arab fight in Abu Dhabi in front of his people would be bigger than anything you could do. I also think it puts the pressure on Dana White. I know he's pretty, you know, steadfast on Kobe Covington getting this title shot. But if you go out there and you make a convincing, you know, push and you you finish Gilbert Burns, which is damn hard to do, and you beat Gilbert and you give him a freaking promo towards Leon Edwards, UFC's like, all right, man, all right. There's nothing. He's done everything. There's nothing else. You can't hold this guy back any longer. Exactly, and that, like I said, stuff always changes in this sport, and. You know, Dana White could say whatever he wants, but like he's a businessman. He understands the business of it. If I go out there and I put on that big thing, there is history between me and Leon. There is no history between Kobe and Leon. There is nothing that's going to be a good build up to that fight. You go there, you be like, man, this guy fought two week notice right after Ramadan. Now he's fighting the guy that poked him in the eye. And like, there's something there. There's, there's something there with that fight. And there's something that you could build off of that fight. And it'll be uh, a huge moment. And for the UFC, they'll get a lot more respect from the fans, I think, to Correct. give it to somebody that deserves it more than Kobe. You, you know what the other, the biggest thing is that you're missing, Bill? It's the right thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that, come on. Yeah. Like, no. at the end of the day, it is a sport. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the end of the day, it is a professional sport. Like, it's the right thing to do. You know? Yeah. Like, as much as the yeah. Kobe and all that, and Kobe does bring a fan base, but is, this is the right thing to do, man. Yeah, I was just watching the uh, the Michael Jordan movie, the air, the air yesterday. Oh, how was it with Ben Affleck? It was really good. It was really good. It was cool, and it was like kind of like how Michael Jordan's mom like wanted a. She's the one who wanted a percentage of every shoe that had Michael Jordan's name on there. And you know, Nike they never did it before, but he's like, yep. All right, you know, it's the right thing to do. Whatever, I, I, let's do it. We're gonna change the game, but we're gonna do it. And then it like changed everything, and it changed his life, and it changed the way that sports in general, uh, you know, made shoes for, for athletes. Yeah, I, I think I think for you too, it's like you have the hardcores and the the UFC fan base on your side. Everyone wants to see you get the title shot because you deserve it. And I think you know if if you were to become world champion too, once people get to know you and they see your story, like there, there's a star there. There's a fucking if they just put a little shine on this thing, man, we got a diamond here. And I'm not even say diamond in the rough. It's not that rough. Like yeah. you, you proved yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's like as soon as the light goes over there, boom. I, it's gangbusters for you, brother. Yeah, I mean, I, I tell people all the time, I'm sitting there like, bro, I'm promoting myself. I'm pushing myself. Let me get a little bit of something out of the UFC and more people will see it. More people will realize, oh, dang, you know, he is a cool guy. I get it all the time. People are like, oh, man, I hated you for some reason, but man, I don't know why. And it's like, <laughs> you don't know me. So like a lot of yeah. these people just go with the, the the losers or the trolls on Twitter and they'll think that it's a, a certain way because of that. But then when you meet me in person or you hear my story more, you're like, oh dang, this is just a regular guy that works twice as hard as everybody works else. His I'm ass not, off, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not a guy that has the Francis Ganyu power or the the crazy Adesanya movement. I haven't been doing martial arts since I was a kid. I've been I started when I was 22, 23 years old and I just work twice as hard as everybody else. Yeah, your time's coming, my man. You know, you're, yeah. it, it's coming, brother. It's just, that's it, all you can do is be patient. It's coming and you're doing it the right way. Uh, before this Gilbert Burns fight, there was a lot of rumors that you're going to fight. Was it uh, Shavkrat, right? You, you, yeah. Is yeah, yeah. there any rumor that? And then I saw you take a picture with Dana. You're like, don't believe everything you read on the internet. So I was like, oh, maybe it's not happening because that made no sense to me. I was like, yeah. oh, they're doing my boy dirty. That makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was like that. There's nothing ever, a fight ever offered with uh, Shavkrat. And it was like, Dana mentioned it once in the interview, but then like we had our meeting and after the meeting, we thought we were going to fight Kamaru. Um, 
And for me, it was like Kamaru was ranked number one in the division. He's a ex champion. And, you know, I even talked with Kamaru and he was like, yeah, yeah, we could do it. Great so, fight. like, I, th I thought that was going to be the fight. And it was like, it was probably going to happen in July, August. So there was really no timetable on it. Uh, it was still waiting on him to figure it out. So then when I had this opportunity, it was like, I could skip all that because I could sit there, go through a full eight week, 12 week camp to fight tomorrow. And there's nothing guaranteed. I could still go out there, get caught with one punch and get dropped. And you know, the first minute. So for me, it's like when opportunity knocks and it's a big opportunity like this on a pay-per-view to be a co-main event. And then knowing that I beat Gilbert Burns, there's nothing else ahead of me. Uh, I had to take it. No, I, I, I love it, man. And when you look at, uh, obviously Kobe was in the news cause he threatened our boy, John Anik, which you know what Kobe's thing, you know, he does the WWE thing where he pushes the line, pushes the line. And then, you know, not similar to Kanye, but Kanye's always pushing the envelope. And then he crossed the line. We went for Jews. Kobe crossed the line, went for John Anik. He doesn't realize how beloved John Anik is. And that's where people are like, Oh hell no. That's when he realized he crossed the line. You know what I'm saying? So I think with, with Kobe doing that, you know, it, it, it almost helps you. It's like the, you know, you're the good guy. You're the superhero here. And, he, you know, he's the villain. So even if Kobe were to beat Leon, there's a great story there of good guy versus bad guy. Yeah, exactly. And especially with, with that one, like I've been calling out the Kobe fight for, for years, even before it was uh, cool to call out Kobe. I was yep. calling him out when it was like my second or third fight in the UFC because from then I wanted to just, uh, I like the style matchup and I, you know, I wanted to test myself. Now I just hate him. And it's just like, like you said, the, the stupid stuff he says is just yeah. moronic. And now like you said, you cross the line, you know, you thought it would be cool. You thought it'd be good, but no, no you don't come at John Anik. No, like, no. John Anik's not the guy you come at. No, there's two guys you don't come, come at. To defense. Yeah. You don't come at, you don't come after Rogan or Anik. That, th them, the rules, <laughs> yeah. Dana, Dana, he'll take his, you know, he'll take his uh, shit enough of it. And he encourages it. But Anik and Rogan are off limits, dude. You just can't. You just can't get away with it, you know? Um, I'll get you out of it after this, bud, because I know you got to get some more training in. I don't keep you too long, man. But um, when if Colby and Leon uh, does come to fruition, you have to wait. How do you see Colby and Leon going down? I, I see, uh, you know, kind of like a little bit like the second fight with Usman. I think he showed a, a kind of like a, a game plan to beat Leon is pushing him to the fence, taking him down. He gets up, keep taking him down, keep keep pressuring him. I think the third fight, Usman just wasn't, you know, all there. I I, I think he was a little bit hesitant off of that knockout. And even yeah. though it was still a close fight, I still just think that he, his confidence wasn't there with his wrestling, his entering. Uh, he was thinking about the head kick too long. Okay. Kobe, he's just going to be in your face, shoot on you 50 times. Um, but he's not as good as Usman at holding you down. Mm -hmm. I think eventually Leon will end up catching him. And I yeah. do think that Leon can finish him. If it's not a finish by Leon, it'll definitely be a decision by Kobe. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. I, I think you look at the Kamaru Usman Leon, the last fight, their third fight, I thought it was a matter of, yeah, Kamaru being a little gun shy there, but also I think Leon Edwards has gotten better, exceptionally yeah. better since the first time they fought. I think uh, Leon has gotten better even more so over the years than Kobe has. So I think Leon's getting better, gaining some tools, and these other guys are kind of staying the same and getting a little older, but Leon keeps getting better. And he's, he's kind of, you know, widening the gap there. Yeah. He, and he's sharpening everything else. Like you said, he's, he's getting more tools. Kobe, he's sticking to what he knows and Correct. the level of competition. Kobe, his last fight was against Masvidal. The last guy he beat before that was like, uh, you know, Robbie Lawler. Those aren't like guys that are as hungry. These, these up and comers that are every one of these guys is starving. Like Kobe's not fighting guys that are starving. Yeah. He had close fights with Usman, but, 
it was just two wrestlers that were kickboxing yep. and it was there's not much there so you knew what you were going to get from those fights he's not sharpening he's not getting better he's not bringing something new to the table leon his wrestling defense getting better he's switching stances he's going he's showing you that you know he does have that knockout power in the fifth round so i, I could see him still being hungry kobe's not doesn't have that same hunger i think he's he knows what's what wins him fights and he's just trying to keep sharpening those tools up but now we you come to expect what we're going to get from him. Well, no one can argue you got the probably the toughest strength of schedule out there, man, that deserves a title shot. You got that SEC football Alabama <laughs> schedule, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is murder's <laughs> row. Uh, I'm, I'm happy you got this fight, man. Uh, you know who I'm rooting for, brother, and I appreciate you taking the time, and I, I can't wait to see it, man. And we're doing a fight campaign for it. We got Ryan Garcia, some other big names. We're all going to be rooting for you, man. So best of luck, brother. Stay healthy in camp. Do the damn thing, and we'll talk to you after. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, man. All right, brother. Talk soon. All right, kids, hope y'all enjoyed the show with Belil Muhammad just breaking down his big-ass fight May 6th for the big UFC pay-per-view. We will be doing a fight campaign for that Cowboys fight campaign right here live from Thick Boy Studios to watch Muhammad get the damn thing done. We have a very special guest in Ryan Garcia joining the campaign and two other monsters all announced coming up shortly here. So tune into that. That will be 7 p.m. live on Thick Boy YouTube May 6th for the big UFC pay-per-view. Uh, outside that, like, subscribe. We'll be blasting out a bunch more content. Hopefully, y'all dig it. Um, far as touring goes, May, I'll be doing spots around LA and we have the fight companion. Uh, but next date, as far as the tour goes, is La Jolla, California, La Jolla Comedy Store, right outside San Diego. Uh, two shows on Friday, two shows on Saturday, and then one show on a Sunday. So that is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, June 2nd through June 4th at the Comedy Store in La Jolla. So come get you some. And then I'm jumping across the pond in June for the summer. I'm in Europe. I'm in Belfast. I kick off with Belfast. Uh, that's June 15th. These are one show only at the theater run. So one show in Belfast, one show in Glasgow, June 17th, one show in Manchester. I think, uh, yeah, Manchester, that's June 18th. London, O2 Theater, June 22nd. Cardiff, June 23rd. Dublin, my favorite I've ever been to, June 25th. Get your tickets now at thickboy.com. That's it, kids. Love you. See you next time. I'm out. Out of the way for the gold. Move out of the way for the gold. Oh, big knee! The greatest of all time. Here we go, the epic trilogy fight. For the first time ever, Demetrius Johnson defends the One Flyweight World Championship in the USA. Greatest of all time. I'm an animal. No bark or bite. Swat to call me gold. One Fight Night 10, Johnson vs. Marias 3 on Prime Video.